Because of COVID, there's going to be an increase in demand for green, healthy, sustainable products. And we talk a lot about this on the show, but homeowners are demanding socially conscious building products more and more. It's something that we see here at Venvio quite a bit. And on today's show, we talk to a builder about how he meets his customers' needs for these specific types of products and how he finds them. It's important for us to dig into this because we want to understand what it terms like green, sustainable, and conscious really mean, and how can you as a manufacturer take advantage of this shift and increase in demand because of COVID. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, and we've got a great show plan for you today. I'm alongside Beth Popnikolov as well. We have Casey Gray. He is the founder of Conscious Builder. He has got such great information to talk to us about today. Such an incredibly topical conversation for us to have. Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Casey, why don't you start by telling us a bit about who you are and about your business? Yeah, so I founder of the Conscious Builder, as you mentioned, we have a YouTube channel as well as a podcast. And I'm kind of involved in a lot of different businesses, but my main business is the Conscious Builder. We just passed our 10-year anniversary actually two weeks ago, so that's exciting. That's exciting. And uh, yeah, things are things are going really well here in Ottawa. Married, have a son, almost seven now. And uh, as I was mentioning before we hit record, Beth, that uh, he's my greatest teacher because he does what I do and not what I say. So if he has a bad habit, it's probably from me. <laughs> and um my wife has a meditation studio, which is all virtual now, you know, the new time with COVID-19 and everything. So I help out with that as well. Been involved in Airbnb. I, I kind of, I just love building things in general and businesses are one of those <laughs> things. So, awesome. uh, so we're having fun building, you know, building and creating over here. That's really cool. So can you tell us a bit about the philosophy behind Conscious Builder? Yeah. So the, where this came from was when we my, my wife and I found out that we were having, at the time we didn't know because we left our surprise, but we were having a baby boy. Once that kind of really hit home for me. So this, at the time, you know, I was young, you start a construction company, you're like everybody else, you just want to go out there and make some money and do good work. You know, that's basically what I was doing in my younger 20s. I'm like, I'm pretty good carpenter. I can do this. Let's go out and see what happens. I worked for somebody else for seven years. It was time to go. And I got into it. And then, you know, a couple years after that, that's when Natasha and I found out that we were having Sullivan. And then my whole mindset started to change. And I started thinking, you know, what do I want to do? And I know that I have to lead by example, right? If I'm going to tell this little guy that he can be and do whatever he wants, I have to do the same. And that's when everything started to change. Not too long before that, my wife and I started to make some pretty drastic changes in our life. We were getting a lot into personal development stuff. It all kind of kicked off at the Tony Robbins event. And from there, just kind of changed everything. And we kind of went to the extreme. We drank Kool-Aid at the beginning and then dialed it back after. But that was kind of the beginning. It actually started with a book, Principles by Jack Canfield, which led us to Tony Robbins and so forth. But after that, when I started asking the question, why, you know, and, and what do I want to teach my little guy, the word conscious started coming to us. And my wife and I started the Conscious Living podcast. And we did, I did the first half, but she did about 75 interviews in total on that with all people from all over the world. 
And we just started to build from there. And that's where the conscious builder came because the word conscious is really just being aware. And everything that we do is custom. We're all different. You know, as humans, we have different needs, different wants. There's not one thing that fits everybody. So the way we see our role here at the conscious builder is to help educate people and give them the information that they need so that they can make a conscious decision. And that decision is going to be different for everybody. So what does that look like? So you, you know, someone comes to you, let's say it's a homeowner and they say, hey, I want to build a home somewhere near you. Are you walking them through a process of saying, hey, here are all the materials and decisions that you need to make as a homeowner about the different products that go into your home? And here are common misconceptions. Like, are you educating them at all about the products or are they coming to the table already pretty well educated and that's why they're reaching out to you? It depends. Like, it varies. There's different levels. The very first thing that I typically have to start with is people just have no idea how much it costs to do certain things, right? So that, that's the first part of our process, typically, especially in building a custom home. It's just not out there. It's not easily accessible, right? You know, how much does it cost to build a custom home? That's basically why I wrote a blog post on it. You know, at least here in Ottawa, there's the construction cost, which is fairly easy to figure out once you get into the details. But then there's a lot of other things that go into building a home that people don't know about because you've just never done it before, right? So that's kind of the first process. Some people are more educated than others. They've just been interested in it. So they put the time into it. Some people say like, Hey, I've been reading about passive house. I see that you do that. You know, we're really interested in it for these reasons, but there's also sometimes people that they don't know that there's a difference between like a passive solar house, like just using the sun versus a certified passive house, right? Cause there's a lot of different information out there, but on the other, the flip side, like I've had people bring products to us and say, Hey, we're thinking of doing this. And I'd say, well, but never heard of that before. I'm going to look into it. Right. You know, that's kind of the great thing about, about being in this position is that like, I'm not going to know everything. We try to stay up to date, but one of the ways that we stay up to date is just because I'm having so many conversations with so many different people. There's just so many products out there now and just navigating through that is part of it. So it's, it's, it's going to vary. I know, and I'm never going to say like, here's all the information that you need to make and throw it all at them at once, because that's going to be overwhelming. There are like hundreds of decisions that need to be made throughout the process, whether it's a renovation or a custom home. And we kind of have to navigate that in the right order, you know, and some people like it's fun to go out and pick materials and pick certain things, but there's a lot of things that need to come before that. You know, one thing we're seeing in the industry is that there's been this escalation around, you know, healthy building and, you know, especially from a homeowner standpoint, what are the different products that are going into my home and how does that affect my health? There's not going to be a product out there that, you know, stops a pandemic yet, right? But I'm really curious to know, are you seeing an increase in demand for your services, Casey, because people, like there's like this light bulb that's going off where they're saying, goodness, I really need to be thinking about this in a way that I haven't been to date. And I'm really curious to know that because if you're seeing an increase in any way, how that translates to the manufacturer, like that there's so many different potential ways that that could impact manufacturers across the, you know, across the spectrum in the industry. So I think what, what I'm seeing, like we're, we're just a small builder, right? We only do a handful of projects every year, depending on the size of them, right? But what I'm, what I'm seeing and in watching the market is that the way people use their homes is different. Right. So now people need home offices. Mm. Right. So we are in the process of designing a home that we're about to start. And it's actually one of the homes that we're actually two homes that we're 
doing YouTube series on, but one of them was like, oh yeah, now we need an office because the one of the owners was who was going into an office every day will no longer be going into an office. So now it's like we need another, not necessarily a room, but an area where there's room for a desk to set up and work, right? So maybe there's going to be an opportunity there where like here, I have a big enough home that I can use this room as an office, but maybe there's opportunities for doubling up rooms, right? So you have a guest room, maybe you have, you know, Murphy beds come back into style or, you know, there's still a lot of really cool stuff, but it also folds into a desk. Uh, There's going to be some opportunities for that, right? Where you can not necessarily have to increase the size of your home, but you have to rethink how you use the spaces within your home. The other thing I'm starting to see is because people are spending more time at home, at least here in Ottawa, people are looking for home pools, right? Before pools were like, eh, not that interested, but now everybody wants a pool. (laughs) That's what I'm seeing anyways. So because people are just going to be spending more time at home, so they want to make make use of that. But then on the other side too, they're also looking for cottages because they want to be, or trailers, apparently trailer sales are like going through the roof because it's like the safest way to travel now because you have your own space that you can just hook onto your truck or SUV or whatever and, and take off with it. So I don't know if there's going to be much change because of this within the house. Yeah, at least I'm not seeing it. The people who are coming to us are still coming to us for the reasons, the niche that we already set ourselves in anyways. Um, so we'll see. You know, it's still, we're only a few months in at this point. We'll see what happens over over the next 12 months sort of thing. So I'm thinking of our manufacturer listeners and I'm thinking if I'm them, I see healthy as a more really becoming not so much a nice to have, but a need to have. There's really growing demand and even expectation from a consumer standpoint, whether that consumer is a contractor, builder, what have you, of I should be able to access healthier options when it comes to building materials. Is there a sector when you're working on a house that you really see a massive opportunity that for one specific type of material or one specific space, there's just not that go-to product yet that you're just waiting for somebody to come in and bring a killer product for any of those solutions? The There's nothing that I necessarily see that there's so many products like I was mentioning out there. So I think there's, there's an option for everything right now. One of the things that we don't deal with is furniture, right? There's a lot of just regulations around furniture and fire retardants and all sorts of stuff that needs to go into that type of stuff. Same with the finishes on the furniture. So at the same time, another thing we were talking about before is like, as long as people continue to purchase, you vote with your money, right? Whatever you buy is what manufacturers are are going to continue to produce. I get it. Um, I think what we have to do as consumers is ask better questions, right? There's a lot of labeling out there, but a lot of labeling, uh, I don't even know what it means, right? So just because it's got a, a picture of the world and it's green and it says eco-friendly, like, what does that mean? I, I, don't, I don't really know. But I'm that person who asks those questions. Like we won an award, to give an example, this is outside of the green, but we won an award last week for like best builder in Ottawa. But we don't know this company who awarded us. So like, oh, we never heard of it. So I started to look into it and I was like, how did you choose us as the winner? I started to, and we did a video on this too. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. We're not promoting it because we don't know what it means. That's right? Sure. It looks good. We can say that we That's are great. <laughs> we are the best builder, but it's like, what does it matter? Like, right. And, and I think as consumers, we need to look into those things is just because there is a label on something. You need to look into what it actually means. So what are, 
the materials or products that was used in manufacturing, whatever it is. And I think as manufacturers, if you can make that easily accessible to everybody and not write it like a, a lawyer where only you can understand it, I think that would be huge because if I can't understand it as a person who's trying to guide a homeowner, how are they going to understand it? And there are a lot of things that I'm still like, I try to navigate. And even like in the cabinet industry, I was trying to find, it's, if you can find me green cabinetry, actually, that's like done without formaldehyde and doesn't have all these crazy terms that I have no idea what they mean. They just send me something that's healthy, formaldehyde free, doesn't off gas, like no VOCs or low. I understand sometimes it's hard to do no VOCs. But any cabinetry type products would be ideal. Paint's already there, right? It's the cabinets I find are, are tough. And I think it'd be really neat. There are some cool countertop products out there, but they're still on the higher end for price point. So people still end up going with granite or quartz or something like that, just because it's still nice, it's durable, and it's still you know affordable, right? But as soon as we get into like recycled products or, or anything like that, the, the product, the price starts to go up and it's harder to find. I think you're bringing up some really interesting points and I want to dive a bit more into that if I can for a second, Casey, because you just mentioned like a couple different product categories that, you know, clearly, yes, this fits your ideal project type or this ideal you know product. Then there's a few other ones like cabinetry. You said you haven't been able to find something that really fits what you're looking for. And I guess what I'm asking here is, can you give me some criteria around how are you evaluating products? Like what are you looking for? across the board and what are your customers looking for? Because I know that's, that may be hard because what's in paint is different than what's in, let's say, a countertop. But is there some sort of standard that you as a builder that you're trying to check a box when you're searching for new materials or if you're listening to a manufacturer give you a pitch on why you should use their product? Yeah, so for something that I'm looking for is obviously the indoor air quality, right? If we're putting something into a home, I'm aware of the VOC. So I want to know how that product was manufactured, what chemicals were used, if any, in doing that, right? And how is that going to affect the people who are living in that house? Especially now with COVID, like, I don't think people realize that on average, we spend like over 90% of our time indoors, right? Either you're in your house, you get into a car or some sort of mode of transportation for the most part, not everybody, some people bike, that sort of stuff. You go to a building, which is also inside, then you work inside, right? So you're, you're hardly outside at all. So now maybe we're getting rid of that building and the transportation portion, but you know, I'm sitting right here at my desk for multiple hours every single day inside of my home. And if I have products that are not healthy, then that, that's harming my health every single day. And maybe the effects where it's harder to understand, it's uh, harder to grasp the long-term effects because maybe it doesn't affect us for 20 years, right? But everything does start to affect us. So I'm kind of looking at that. That's why if that was easily accessible, that information as to what was put into it and write it in plain English that, you know, my seven-year-old son could understand who you can now see in the background. That's great. <laughs> uh, would be great. I guess the other thing that at least I'm looking at is if we can support local, like if there's a manufacturer who is somewhat, you know, not necessarily in the same city, but, you know, within... 500 kilometers, let's say that would be great for some products. You know, maybe there's one manufacturer, but they have different centers all over the country. Who knows? Right. But that, that's another thing that we'd be looking at. So that'll be different. You know, maybe what we recommend here, you know, obviously the cabinet company is going to be different here than if we were building in another city, for example. I think like those are really the top two things in terms of 
products that would go in. When we get into mechanical products, like ventilation, that sort of stuff, that's going to be a little bit more difficult. That, like At that point, I'm looking for, has it been tested? How long has it been around? What are the reviews on it? Are there any issues with it? That sometimes just takes time. Right. You know, how the newer I've been one to test out products in my house and they didn't work out or the company decided to close that that doesn't work out very well, especially I can't recommend something that's brand new. It's hard if the homeowner tries to wants to do it. I'm totally on board with that. But then my reaction is if it doesn't work out, I can't be responsible for that. So if you want to try this product, then sure, I'm, I'm all for it. But it's hard for me to recommend something that hasn't been around for a certain amount of years because we have our warranty too that we need to abide by. From a manufacturer standpoint, who is doing a good job of creating messaging that targets you, messaging that resonates with you, or selling their product to you and the homeowner? I don't know, to be honest. I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's an okay answer. <laughs> you don't see a lot of ads? What? No, I think the, the ads that are popping up on my feed these days are trucks because I'm looking oh, at yeah. like, trucks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not seeing ads. Well, maybe if I could ask the question this way, what manufacturers do you see that do a good job at making a really simple, like if you're doing research for the home, let's say a homeowner brings you a product or if you're trying to research a specific product for a project you have coming up. Who have you seen recently that's done a good job at, at making it really simple for you to understand? Man, that's that's the exact right product. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to say it. Because you you've spoken a couple of times about how people use like lawyer speak. Yeah, I totally get why they do it. They do it because they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to get sued, and I get that. Yeah. But like, who's doing a good job at speaking to you, the builder and slash homeowner? So one of the products that comes to mind is is Maybeck. Have you heard of Maybeck wood siding? I've heard of them. I don't know. I don't know them very well, though. No. Yeah. M-A-I-B-E-C. They recently bought out Canexcel siding as well, which is manufactured. So they like this is different. This is outside. So I, I'm less concerned about the off-gassing of a product that goes on the exterior of a home, right? Obviously, I don't want it to be harmful to the people creating the product, right? That's that's going to be a business that they'll have to manage within them. But obviously, so I'm not 100% sure what the off-gassing is for the product because I've never looked into it because it's an exterior siding product. But they do a really good job of saying like, look, here's our product. Here's our warranty. It's really simple. Obviously, they have like a longer warranty claim. But for the most part, it's like, this is what your warranty covers. And it's FSC certified wood. And they only offer so many profiles and the warranty changes depending on the profile. So they've done a good job on their website of making it really clear. That's great. Well, we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes as well for our listeners who want to check out their website. If anything else pops in mind, I'll let you know. (laughs) Try to think if there's something inside. Like we use a lot of rock saw. It's called rock wool insulation now. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Partly because they're somewhat local, but I like their product for insulation is because it's not extremely expensive in comparison to fiberglass. I think it's about 25% more. It works about the same, but it doesn't have all the fire retardants that fiberglass has. And it, when it gets wet, it doesn't lose its R value and it doesn't grow mold because it's rock, right? So it's made from mineral wool. And that is the types of homes that we do makes a lot of sense because if we have a wall that's you know 12 inches or 20 like the wall that we built for our passive house without the masonry is 19 inches thick i just have to assume yet we don't want water to get into that we do everything we can to prevent any moisture of any kind getting into the wall assembly but we have to assume that moisture will get into that wall assembly 
And at that point, what's going to happen? How is it going to dry? What's going to happen to the insulation? That sort of stuff. So th those are the things that we'll look into. So something like Roxol makes a lot of sense. So as we wrap up, I'd love to hear from you where you see the healthy construction industry heading. So pressure, because there's a lot of people <laughs> who are going to make product decisions and product <laughs> development decisions based on what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like I think a lot of, because there's so much information out there, because you're doing what you're doing and there's other people, you know, out there educating, everyone's putting all sorts of information out there. People are just becoming more aware of these things. I think health me is something different for everybody. Like what we aim for is, is healthy, comfortable, and efficient homes. By building a comfortable home, by default, it's going to be an efficient home. Now, the healthy portion of it can vary depending on the products that go into the home, but also in the way that it's built, right? If it's not ventilated properly and you make it extremely airtight, then you could have some issues for sure. Or on the flip side, if it's not done very airtight and there's lots of leakage, well, then you could have all sorts of mold issues, right? So it depends on where you build. There's different, there's different things too. I think so. So I think in general, people are becoming more aware of those things. I don't know... People are still fixated on the efficient side of things. I don't think a lot of people are thinking of the health side of things personally, at least not the people who reach out to us for the most part are, but like I said, we're, we're kind of building for the 1% of the 1%, <laughs> right? So it's, it's a different demographic for sure. But I think as the younger generation grows up and starts to have kids, like us, like we're part of the younger, like they're thinking those things, right? Like my son is sleeping on the most expensive mattress in the house because it's like organic, yeah. <laughs> organic rubber and organic material, cotton made here in Ottawa, actually from a company called Obasen. Actually, if you want to link to them, they're a great company too, right? So everything they do is, is organic and they're local for anybody here. So we were gladly going to support them. Actually, we have Obison pillows too and a duvet that I ended up buying at a silent auction. But so I think people are more aware of those things, but it is still more expensive. So I think, I think my message, if the, I don't know how many consumers are, but I guess anybody, manufacturers who are listening to you are also consumers. I think if you're trying to sell something, you know, it's, it's the same sort of thing. You know, where are people going to put their money? If, actually, I'm going to share a story. So I was sitting at a table doing a round table, trying to figure out how to get prefabricated exterior energy retrofits out to the mass market. Right? So I'm sitting around the table with manufacturers, with other big builders. Like we did this test pilot project with a uh, national research can here in Ottawa. And sitting on that table was all people who were promoting efficient builds, efficient homes. We need efficient homes. They need to be more efficient, efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. That was everything, right? Save the environment and save the world. So at the time, I'm in a different house now. We had sold our passive house, but at the time, I said, all right, you're all here trying to figure out how to do this and how to get people to spend their money on it. But where are you spending your money? I said, who here lives in a passive house or a knitter or anything? I was the only one that put up my hand. I said, who here is driving an electric car? Nobody put up their hand except for me. <laughs> so who, like, if you're not putting your money where your mouth is, how do you expect other people to put their money where their mm, mouth is? That's good. Mic drop, right? Like you probably, yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, head off to you to force the conversation. I think that we forget that we are also consumers, right? If yeah. we are not spending our money on something, if that means we don't believe in it, why do we expect other people or how do we expect other people to do that? I think that's great. So I think that comes back to leading by example. And the greatest lesson my son is teaching me is exactly that, right? If we want 
the best way to influence people is to do it yourself and prove to people that it's worth it. I love that. I think that's really smart. This is awesome. Smart. I love it. Casey, for our listeners out there, what's the best way for them to connect with you? I, I know you mentioned your YouTube and we'll make sure we link to all of this, but like, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, probably just through our website. So if you go to theconsciousbuilder.com, we're basically everywhere. If you Google The Conscious Builder, we should pop up. But through our website, you'll find the link to our YouTube, to our podcast, to you can contact us through the website or email our general inbox there. My inbox kind of gets full. So send it there and then I get message from my team. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously you can message through Instagram and, and Facebook and all the stuff that we do there. We do have Kaylee who's running all that for us. So they're not posts being done by myself, but anything that's technical questions that come through there, I answer those. Those are all being written by my by myself. So sometimes I'm a little delayed, but I try to get to them. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been great. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popniglov. Thanks, everybody.